0: Loudspeaker Studios. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our show. It's a good show. Big big shoe, it's really
1: cute. This is Purple Pam and you're listening to Talk Trauma with Zach Vines. You better listen to him or I'll give you a kick in the head! Big shoe. It's really
2: Good morning, Tromaville, and welcome to episode 17 of Talking Troma with your host, me, Zach Bynes. In this special episode, our special guest gives me a kick in the head. She's been in over seven different trauma movies. Had her music video directed by Lloyd Kaufman. She's a musician and a hot sauce chef. Ladies and gentlemen, Purple Pam.
1: Hey, what's up?
2: <laughs> awesome! Thank you for coming on, Purple Pam.
1: That's okay. I'm just taking a little you know break from Tromaville and uh, talk to you.
2: <laughs> well, I really appreciate you coming on. When I was Coming up with uh, the list of people on that I wanted to come on, you were you were definitely on there because you've been in so many different trauma projects. Like you're a staple of Traumaville.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm proud to be one. <laughs> I've always wanted to be in trouble. I mean, ever since I saw the Toxic Avenger, you know, I never and uh, and Bloodsucking Freaks, which I didn't even know that was a trauma film. You know, I didn't even know what trauma was because when I worked at a video store, I was like, I never looked at the producers or anything i just fast forward everything and and then when i uh auditioned for Tromeo and juliet i was like because it said home of uh the toxic avenger on um, the village voice if it didn't say that i probably wouldn't have you know
2: that's that's pretty cool so you used to work in a video store so you you saw like blood like you said blood sucking freaks and uh, the toxic avenger like what were your Reactions to those movies when you first saw them? Well,
1: that's the thing. I mean, I just, I applied for salesperson. I didn't even know what video store was. It just said, you know, salesperson and registered cashier. So I went in there and I see VHS and, and you know, beta. And I've always been into horror movies or, you know, scary movies, Vincent Price, stuff like that. And, and um, the most graphic one I'd ever seen was when I was like eight, it was Alfred Hitchcock Psycho. So the blood was real, you know, that was graphic for me. So, Uh, My first, we we were able to take a machine home Monday through Thursday, and we got to, uh, and because the weekends were, you know, they had to rent them out, you know, it was very busy on the weekends, and they would let us take out two movies for free a day, so my first two was Two Thousand Maniacs and Blood Feast, so I'm like, okay, this is great, I can like, you know, so I watched it and I'm like, holy shit, it was so graphic, and it was sex, and you know, sex and blood and and I mean, nothing was cut out and, and it was bad acting, which was great because I'm like, that's great. I mean, I could just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a screamer. That's great, I can be in these kind of movies. So, and then the second the second day I brought them back and that's when I, I just picked out, I mean, I'm just picking, you know, whatever, because it was a shitload of them. So I pick out the Toxic Avenger and Bloodsucking Freaks. I pick out Toxic Avenger and I'm like, this is, it was just, it was funny it, you know, sex, blood, gore, you know, just, you know, everything. Um, and then I played Blood, sex, and Freaks. And and that was even more funnier to me because it was, you know, just torturing this woman and everyone thinks they're really, it's fake, but he's yeah. doing it. my drummer and my guitar player, who was also my boyfriend at the time were watching it. So I'm like, you got to watch these movies out this great. And me and the drummer were laughing our ass off. And my boyfriend's like, but he was like mortified and he <laughs> didn't talk to me for two weeks. And me and the drummer was like, whatever, fuck him. So we just kept watching it. And then uh, my brother, who who it gave me a book called Animal Sin. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, I I got he has to watch this because he'll he'll love seeing this torturing a naked woman, right? So I give it to him. He brings it back to me halfway done. Like he didn't, he wasn't, uh he didn't be kind to and rewind. He just left it in- <laughs> He goes, you're sick because I couldn't even watch this. I'm like it's a, it's not real. It's just <laughs> funny. You know? Anyway, so so that, you know, so that's that's what got me into that and I didn't know it was trauma, but I did watch other trauma movies, you know. Yeah. I watched everything, you know. Color me yeah. blood red and you know, all the all the good ones, all the cheap ones.
2: And you said you saw um an ad for auditions in the Village Voice. Uh, for Tromeo and Juliet, uh, which what, were you just auditioning just to be in the movie, or was there a certain part you were going for?
1: No, actually, um, as a musician, um, my when I settled into um, Manhattan, you know, I, I had gotten signed to Atlantic Records and that was fizzling. But I, 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 uh, I was roommates with these two girls who were actresses, so they were like, "Oh, you should just do commercials. Go to commercial class." you know, we hook you up and just, you know, you make good money from that. So I did the headshots and the resumes all professional. So I was handing all those out. So I would look at the back of the village voice and inside for like singing and maybe some commercial act work. And so I saw on the back, it said, looking for East village types, um, tattoos, colored hair, piercings. And uh, that said for our new movie, or Troma's new movie, *Troméo and Juliet, and it said, comma, home of the Toxic Avenger in capital letters. And I was like, holy shit, because I would have never known. Yeah. I wrote that. And it said, um, send picture and info. Hence, it did not say resume and uh, headshot. So I went, and I guess at the time, uh, color, cop- they, they, color copies came out. So I just took some snapshots of me, a a headshot with, not a headshot, but a head, a selfie I had taken with a regular camera with the color, you know, my tattoo. And then I did a, I had a full body shot of a snapshot and I got two, you know, color pictures, eight by tens. And then I took um, um, a piece of purple typing paper. Yes, I had purple typing paper (laughs) and I just, purple Pam, really big. And then my phone number and i stapled it and of course like a headshot in a resume you have to do it like back to back yeah you know so i just put the pictures behind and put the purple because i figured if they get my envelope and everything sprawled out on the desk my purple paper will show up so i <laughs> we'll have to pick up that so a week to the day i mailed it out i was working at tower records and i got the phone call and so they said come in so i came in and uh patrick oh, i forgot his last name but patrick was the uh, producer of it and he i said well what do i audition he goes oh you just just say your name and address and you know so just we just want to see what you look like and how your voice comes up. I said okay and i said a little something blah 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 and then uh he goes okay you got the part and i'm like no no come on <laughs> be real. Like, you know, just be honest with me. Just say, you know, maybe, and then you'll call me. He goes, no, you got the part. You got a part in it. And I said, he goes, no, really? He goes, you're number 12. You're 12 out of 700 and some applicants. He goes, did you, he goes, did you see the people out there? And I said, yeah. He goes, they're all, they look like they should be in a soap opera, right? He goes, I said, yeah. He goes, they said, they sent headshots and resumes. You were one of 12 that actually sent what we asked for, picture and info. So there you go, Pay <laughs> attention.
2: Yeah, you, re- you read the, the requirements.
1: And I don't know what your next question was going to be because I was going to go into a really cool, interesting story on my first experience of trauma.
2: Yes, uh, trauma. please do.
1: OK, well, so I go and it was on St. Mark's Place and I was living in the East Village anyway, so it was great. The location was like right, right around the corner from my house. And it was at the At Bar, and we were like a, a, just a scene. It was just like a club scene, so the place was packed. So apparently, I guess you know, Lloyd asked me, he goes, "What's your name?" I said, "Purple Bam," you know. So he goes, "All right, you stand over here in this part of the crowd." So of course, I'm always thinking, okay, I tell him my name. At least he knows who I am. Oh my God, you know, Lloyd, he knows my name. He's never <laughs> going to remember because I'm just an extra, you know. He's not going to remember. And I was fine with that. So I swear to God, it was a half an hour. He instructed everyone. He goes, everyone move around really slow and feel yourselves. Pretend like you're on acid and ecstasy and you're full of love. Slow, slow, very, very slow. So 20 minutes into it, he's instructing the same thing and making us do it i'm thinking why why okay we get it you know so then he must have read my mind because he goes okay the reason why i'm telling you this for this amount of time is because a band is going to come up and play which was actually my friend's uh band thorn and he goes he's they're going to come up and play when we when we do the action shot of when we do this and he goes it's going to be really fast so you need to go slow. So, so I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So another 10 minutes, he goes on, makes us do it slow. Okay, the band comes on. Everyone is doing like this. <laughs> Moving around and flail, flailing their arms around. And, and I'm the only one doing the slow groove and feeling myself. And I swear, and I'm looking around going, wow, oh, wait did did the instruction change oh, i don't i don't and everyone's giving me like the stink eye and looking at me like they smelt shit like what are you doing you know and then lloyd starts screaming god god damn it you fucking ass you idiots you goddamn bunch of idiots wasting my time He's like, what the hell He goes, i've spent a half an hour doing blah 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 he goes not one of you motherfuckers did it right and i'm thinking Okay, least okay, I'm I'm trying to hide. I'm like okay, I am kind of in the middle here. Okay, obviously he didn't see me if I fucked up. He goes, "Now, and no one did it right except one person. One person did it right. Purple Pam." And I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit, he remember my name and I did it right." He goes, "Everyone look at Purple Pam. Look at her. Look what her and do what she does." Now we're going to do this one more fucking time. (laughs) Look at me. I'm Purple Pam. (laughs) But then they ended up giving me another part. So that was good.
2: That's awesome. So because you did so well in that club scene, they they were like, come back to set for more stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then they gave me, because Jason, the guy that was doing all the calls, he actually worked with me at um tower so it it was easy for I mean, i was like because i was real shy back then so i was like oh okay this is great so he called me he goes all right we need to come in as a church lady so it was like me and like three other girls like two black girls one white girl and it was me he goes just dress in black with like if you have a hat like a church just like a church lady we were on this porch of a, of a brownstone and as a singer i'm thinking okay this is gonna be fun and he goes, all right, uh, it's, it was like a spiritual, let's go down to the river. And I'd never heard that song. So I was like, okay, I got to get the melody right on this. So all right, he's like, because everyone, the other girls knew it. I had never heard it. So I was like, okay, what is, how can we sing it a little bit? And then, so when he said action, everyone was kind of waiting for someone else to start it first, including myself <laughs> and. And then I'm like, okay, I kind of, I think I know it. So then he made us rehearse it a bunch more times and I'm like, okay. Then he kept saying action and we, same thing. And then, cause I would have just went, I was just waiting for one girl to just start. Then I just would have went, and, you know, just, <laughs> it was a thing. but, but I wasn't, then he goes, all right, you know what, forget it. All right. We're, we're not going to do this. And I was like, oh shit. I didn't get my, you know, the chance for him, you know, to hear me sing. So, um, which, well, which I will continue that when we get to um, Citizen Toxie, but then um, they, I got a call back again and to be a crack head, like a crack lady. And a friend of mine goes, oh yeah, just wear some old scuff shoes. I'm like, well, I don't have scuff shoes and I don't want to scuff my shoes up. So I was <laughs> kind of like stressing about that. And then um, he calls back and goes, all right, they changed it. You don't have to be a crackhead. We just need to be a slutty girl. I'm like, okay, that's easy. He goes, yeah, just wear like a you know black bra top and bicycle you know shorts, whatever you know, and uh, I was I figured that's what everyone was gonna wear, so I was like I'm gonna wear purple so I could stick out. So I had these purple cutoffs, purple net shirt, a purple bra, and lace up boots up to my knees, and I had the purple in my hair and the bangs, and sure enough, I stuck out. Yeah, the line, you know, just say, "Um, oh, it's another New York thing," and I thought it sounded really stupid, like it was kind of, like, it, like I, it should have been better. But then he was like, "Oh, that's perfect," and I'm like, "What well, is a B movie?" Whereas, <laughs> I told you guys, when I was like, "Give me back my self-esteem," he didn't, he didn't like the way I did it, and I'm like, but "It's a B movie, <laughs> That'd be bad acting," but you know. So anyway, so I did. I mean, I'm all over that movie. You can see, it, you know, you can see. It, but yeah, I mean,
2: you, yeah, you definitely show up all over *Poultry Guy* or uh, *Troméo and Juliet*. How much, uh, how much involvement did James Gunn have with you on the set?
1: Well, again, because I never paid attention to who the producer is and what an AD was, and you know, you know, like a director of photography. I didn't know any of that. You know? Yeah, I was more involved like he was there but like i said he was just i was more involved like when that one character where he puts the guts back into was his, his yeah so i was more into seeing how the special effects worked because and so, i'm into that so I, that's where my direction was so i was always on the set just soaking in how to do stuff like that and seeing how it's done and how it's going to look on film afterwards so that was more my concern. And
2: how much of the special effect, you know, with like the arm rip and all that happened while you were on set?
1: Well, that, um, well, that was, I got it was always in, because that's what I'm in holding, you know, yeah. And I'm just, instead of just sitting there and complaining, like a lot of people do, <laughs> you know, it's, I always bring something to do or just check out with the set. So I was able to because I was actually in that seat, like in that area. So I yeah. was able to just watch and see how it was done because it was done in the scene that I was in. So it wasn't closed off to me. So I was able to, you know, see that too. In the uh, part where I had the, where the, the car scene comes too. When yeah. I to see that. And I got to meet, you know, Will Keenan was so, so nice because I'm like, well, I know he's the star of the show. And I'm like, I expected him to be an asshole, you know, but he wasn't. I'm like, oh, he's like, you yeah, know, so nice.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, and you you definitely steal that scene. It's another New York <laughs> So, I, lo- I love that bit in the movie. And
1: I went to go see it. It was 4 p.m. in Times Square. And when I came out of the movie, I guess the next Bunch of people were going to see it and there was i think well the or the people who had seen it before these kids they were like oh you were in the movie so i was that's why it was it was when i was going to see the movie and they're like you're in the movie so i was so excited that i didn't get cut you know yeah when i <laughs> waiting for the credits to see my name and i'm looking and my i didn't get a credit so i guess that was like 94 when that came out or something like that 96 Um, 96 yeah it was 94 then when i did it because i i don't i just remember my roommate had got up for her business a um computer because i didn't have a computer and i didn't have and so internet started to kind of you know be out there with people started having um websites so trauma got their website and i'm learning how to work her computer she's like you learn how to work it and teach me so I learned how to go on there. And I was like, so I did an email to Lloyd and I was like, oh, cause it was stuck in my, I, stuck in my mind that I didn't get my credit. <laughs> so I wrote him, I was like, dear Lloyd, hi, this, uh, my name is Purple Pam. I don't know if you remember me, but I was in the movie, Tromeo and Juliet, had this broken part, blah, blah, blah. I said, but I was kind of upset that I didn't ha- get a credit. I said, even the guy who did the farting effects got a credit. So he writes me right back and he's like, oh, of course I remember you, Purple Bam. He goes, um, he goes, but I'm sorry about that. He goes, you know, everyone at Trump was usually drunk. So that's, <laughs> that's the reason he goes. But because of that, he goes, I want we're doing um, we're doing a Toxic Adventure Part Four, which was even a more because I would have never known about that Yeah. because I miss Terra firmer. I don't even know how i missed out on that but um i was gonna
2: ask ask uh, if you saw any trades for that or or anything so you just missed terror firmer on there i
1: went to see the premiere of it but i was like how did i miss this i don't i don't i don't was that before citizen toxic but I, it uh,
2: was yeah
1: so wow that was that's pretty fast for uh trauma because it didn't seem that far off when i wrote the email and told him that I want, you know, and he, anyway, he goes, well, because of that, he goes, we will automatically, you will automatically have a part in uh, Toxic Fenji Part Four. So, and he goes, and we'll put your credit from Tromeo and Juliet with your credit in this one, which they did not do, but that's okay. But so I went there, uh he gave me the address and the time and Will Keenan was actually there doing whatever he was doing like he was ahead of everything you know doing yeah. the casting, whatever i think he was doing the casting and uh he he remembered me and he was really sweet again and he goes oh purple pam yeah come on in you know and they asked me right away i guess they were gonna have me audition for the lead because they said would you uh have any problems dyeing your hair blonde and i'm like no nah, i'll do it i don't care and then he goes Okay, then. The, um, oh, actually, it was a girl. She goes, um, "Would you do nudity?" I'm like, "Well, that's one thing I ain't gonna do." And they're like, "And they were like, okay, no problem. We'll find something else for you." And that's a really cool thing about trauma because people can say what they want and talk about producers and directors and casting couches and stuff, you know. And I'll get more into that later, like when I do this talk more about Citizen and toxic. But it's like, you know, actors like you know what you're getting into. Yeah. And a lot of people will complain like, "I can't do that," and it's like, uh, "Well, you know what you were getting into." Yeah, you know?
2: if if one thing can be said about trauma is they they know from experience not to lie to their actors on what to expect. They're going to tell you that it's not going to be a pleasant experience on set, and it'll yeah, be a long day.
1: Starve. <laughs> yeah. Like, There's no food. Yeah, they do tell you, and I was um, so they were like, okay, so we'll do another part. So I actually had a little, my, I had, a, um. as far as like an um, audition, they didn't give me anything to read. So when they said, well, find something else for you. And I said, well, do you have something? I said, I like a lot of blood. I said, I want to be cut up, killed, blood squirting all over me. I love that. I could scream and they're like, oh, okay. So I actually had those carpenter clamps, you know, the, those clamp, those. Yeah. Clamps. So I just put them on my, like, I was like, okay, la, la, la. And I put them on my nipples and I was like, and then I, <laughs> I went under frame and I put some, squirted some blood on me, ah! and, you know, and I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> they gave me a part. So I went to Poughkeepsie.
2: And you ended up being uh, one of the main diaper mafia people in the movie. Yes
1: and that was supposed to be the most blood they ever had in any trauma scene. And we went there and it was a week, we took a bus there. That's what I met Doug Sackman. He had a um, digital camera. He and He also taught me how to do photos as well, because I was still learning the computer. We went there. And so what is it like seven days? So they had different for the so with the diaper mafia we were doing our thing and I was doing the gun you could see me a lot and I'm I'm trying to make sure yeah you know, of course I had my purple hair and my ribbons and they're making sure again to be seen because that's what you got to do yeah you know, you stick out so I'm doing my thing and you know seeing Debbie up there with the you know and, and just seeing everything and uh, Trent Haga like he was really so I when you're talking about James Gunn I was more involved now with the people
0: yeah
1: and getting the names of you know the assistant director and the the you know you know the cinematographer and everything so i was really cautious about all of that as well as learning and there was a guy with special effects with the guns you know i mean the uh what do you call those people
2: the armors and
1: yeah and so so i was a lot of that so we were all promised scenes i mean there was certain people that were picked for blood but i i was like trent okay i'm doing this for free i want a blood scene. he's like and we got you covered we know you want the blood okay we, we saw you audition Day. we know you want the blood. okay so now there was a guy a special effects guy there's two of them but the main guy was tim something i never talked to him never even looked at you know it was just like I saw him do his thing and I'm, I'm peeking every now and then but this motherfucker had something against me because every day he would know, like it was like okay Pam was gonna do her scene she had to do her scene we went to her scene and they were gonna do I don't know what they were gonna do but he kept saying I'm not doing I'm not doing anything for her and and it was like and he would be talking to me in third person and I'm right there and I'm like so it got down to be the last day and he's like i'm and and it was like almost like but like last day we we're almost done and it was that and he kept saying that like you know and i'm like i don't and i was like what did i do because no it's not you but i don't know i i don't know what his problem is and finally i said i said all right trent i i took him i held him i said i've been here for i don't know a whole fucking week i've been doing this for free never complained if I don't get a blood scene, there's going to be some real motherfucking blood up in here. So I better get a blood scene or I'm warning you right now. He was like, okay. So Tim did like, the, he, he goes like, we got to do it. We got Lloyd says it has to be done. And he was like a, a stomping like a little baby. <clears throat> <laughs> so we ended up doing it. So, and this is where my acting skills kind of came about because, <laughs> because method, I mean, method acting or physical act whatever you want to call it even if you have no lines it's really hard there's a lot going on that you've got to really think about because you're so excited so i'm thinking all right my thing is to open my eyes really big and cross yeah. my eyes, which you can see in lots of pictures of me doing that but it's so like okay there's going to be a lot of blood on you so so Toxie pretends to put the flag up my nose and then they have all the tubes going down, you know, through my diaper and my back and through my dreads. Cause my dreads were all, it was nice. They could put the things through their dress. So it was like, Phew. so the blood, they poured the blood over me. And I'm like, am I, and I, I'm actually able to open my eyes. Cause I'm like, I gotta do this for the art know.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm, I opened my eyes and I got my mouth open. Like, ah, and I, I couldn't see, even though my eyes were open. I couldn't see. So, so then Lloyd directs me. He's like, okay, look at Toxie. And I don't know where Toxie is. And so I'm like, and he's like look at me. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll look at you because I follow his voice. So I look at where his voice is. He goes, all right, look at Toxie. So I just look the other way. Yeah. Okay, look at me. Look at Toxie. Look at me. Look at Toxie. And then he's like, and my mouth is always like, well, why aren't you screaming? It hurts. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying i forgot but i did get it i did get the you know what they needed so that I could, they just put like a I, I don't know if they used my screen or not i can't even tell but i mean it it was perfect and then i fell i don't even remember falling now that i think about it but i did i fell off the desk and you know and um, i just remember after like okay we got it now and, and i get up and i'm like i can't see and i'm like are you sure there was enough blood we do it again <laughs> Can we do it again? And they're like, "No, it was plenty of blood." But trust me, I'm like, "Are you sure we can do it again?"
2: And Toxie has one of my favorite lines in your death scene after he shoves that Mexican flag up your nose, <laughs> "Boyness nose cheese."
1: <laughs> and if you see hear the commentary on the box set, uh, Gabe Friedman says, "Man, he goes, this is the one. We only got to use one out of all the scenes that we shot. He goes, this is the one we should have." Kept in, and I'm like, yeah, Gabe, you should have at least, <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> it <made> yeah.
2: <laughs> and then also in Citizen Toxy on the soundtrack, they used uh, two of your songs, "Lying on Your Grave" oh, and "Too yeah. Long."
1: Thank you for reminding me because I had I was in my band Flytrap at the time, and we had already like made the album before I I before I did the you know went on the shoot and i had put in the um in the credits on the album thank you to Troma, lord coffin and michael hertz and uh just because i could and so i had the cd with me so i guess like the second day in, um you know lloyd was like oh okay we were like wrapping up going to the hotel whatever I mean, go not hotel he was going to his hotel we were going to the warehouse with the air mattresses <laughs> <laughs> he um he I said Lloyd I said I just wanted to give you my cd not to listen to it because I always I always thought like trauma movies and all those 80s movies like they're either it's either cheesy metal or hard metal and
0: yeah.
1: in between so I never thought my music could get into a trauma film so I wasn't given to that I was in him that because of that Tromeo and Juliet cut scene with the church lady, I'm like, I, I just want to let you know this is what I really do. I just like your movies and, and blood and stuff I said, but I, I can't act for sure but I can sing. And I said, I never got to do that church seat you know that church lady thing. I got all intimidated and I didn't know the song and well blah, blah blah, but this is what I, I just wanted to share, this is what I do. And he was like, oh okay and I said, and I thanked you on the thing you know inside and uh, for being in, you know, in Troman and Julia. So he went back and listened. The next day, the next morning we were on shoot, uh, shooting, and he goes, oh, I listened to your whole CD. He goes, I'm, i got two songs I want to put in the movie. And I'm awesome. like, no way, <laughs> not one, but two. And the funny thing is, is that the, the first song is is when uh, the retard's doing the, um, he's doing heroin. So we yeah, just national guitar on laying on your grave. But the, the second song is me singing the whole verse and a whole chorus. And it's really loud, you know, you can hear it. And it's during the sex scene with um Lardass and Sarah. And, the thing, and I was happy that you can hear it loud enough. And I got a whole verse and a chorus, but everyone laughs. Yeah, and they're Twitter. and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're watching it by yourself don't laugh <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, speaking of lardass or aka joe flyshaker during your scene you got offense, uh joe flyshaker trauma superstar
1: did i don't even know how the hell that came about i really don't because that was um obviously before the uh the bonus nose chest thing scene so i don't know i think he just grabbed me and said here pam i want you to do it you know he wanted me to have something you know you know something like a look be a little feature you know yeah you have a feature
2: how was joe to work with on set in the scene it looks like uh he couldn't move around too much so he's like leaning on the table or on the desk
1: yeah he was. yeah you know he, he's he, like he was like that in every movie he's like oh i gotta sit down oh, i gotta sit down
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i My bread was very flimsy, (laughs) so I kind of had a hard time, too. So when we were both, you know, he had the the ruler. So it was like he was his body was like a noodle and my bread was like a noodle, (laughs) but it worked somehow.
2: It's it's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) And then so so for Citizen Toxie, were you just around? on the the diaper mafia stuff or did you stick around on set any longer than that
1: oh yeah i stuck around the whole week that um i mean it was a week um i guess they did stuff in other parts i mean i mean it was yeah i mean we took a bus and we were there we were there now that i think about it i mean was it just that part i mean was it in this? yeah I, i mean i guess for the school because they had to get i think it was in september we did it and the school wasn't in at that point right there. I mean, it was, yeah, it was like right before school started because they had to make, they didn't want to tell them what they were really doing. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it was just the diaper mafia scenes, just the school scenes that they did there. Because I mean, yeah, everywhere else I guess was, but I wasn't asked for anything other than that. But uh, yeah, that was that was such a, it was so, and here's another little, nice little trauma thing to know about it's like um when when the leotards like that like they the art department like they were working all the way through so they went back to the warehouses with us and they the whole art department was in the bathroom washing out the bloody tights and the shirts and of course, we had new diapers. They didn't wash those out, obviously. But they would wash them out in the sinks, in the bathroom sinks, and drying them with blow dryers. Now I'm a night owl, so we have to get about four or five, whatever. But I was like, I was like, oh up. I'm excited. <laughs> and, you know, I went back in there, and I'm like, took my shower and everything. And I kind of like, I'm seeing them. And I'm like, God, oh, that's this seems really, this seems really like rough. And I was like, Hey, do you guys need some help? And they're like, No, 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 that's okay. And I'm like. No, like, come on! You guys are washing and blow drying. It takes a long time. I said, please let me help. I'm, I said, but no, you have to be up early. I'm like, I know I can be up early. I said, I just, I'm just wide awake. I'm a night owl. I mean, I have to get used to that. Please. They're like, no, look, you're an actor, and uh, you know, you're not allowed to do this. And I said, well, that's okay. And they said, well, look, we appreciate it, but we can get, we can get fired if someone catches you doing that. But we really appreciate it. And. Because I noticed each day, these were just extras. They were just little peon extras, just like me. And they were being demanding to the art art people in the wardrobe. I mean, really demanding. Like, I want new ties, And I mean, just being bitchy. I, I mean, I'm sitting there going, wow, you're just, you know, really? You know? And,
0: yeah.
1: and they were getting annoyed with them and everything. So the next morning, because I think it was like the second day I actually tried I saw what they were doing and then I asked to help them. And so the third day in that morning, they were like, here, baby, here's a new pair of tights for you. And they were giving me everything and all these extra things. And I was like, oh, well, I can use the same tights. i like, no, 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 those are dirty. We'll give them to somebody else, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because that was so nice, to, you know, and, you know, and not being demanding and stuff. So, you know, it really pays not to, you know, have an attitude because there was this one actress, I don't, I forgot her name. But she was kind of big, big ass titties, and she's been in other she's been in other films, and she was like, we're trying to sleep on our little mattress. She's bringing her mattress in, and she goes into my room, and she was just complaining, like, all oh, Lloyd does is want me for my tits and nudity. I'm not doing this. I'm gonna, and it's like, well, you've done it before, and that's what you signed up for. Like, shut up. And she was like, she wanted us to be on her side and kind of like, you know. Yeah. I don't know, like you know, make him sound like you know, Lloyd's a bad part, like a bad director or something. Like he's he's evil, you know. He's a cast- casting gal- like you know. It's like, come on, well, then don't do it. You know what you're doing.
2: Yeah, you you uh, came to set with those talents. That's how you auditioned.
1: yeah and she was in movies before she's like but that's all he wants before though then don't go there anymore you know i mean it's like when my when my songs you know from that band i had when they got into the movie we actually had a manager who worked at um bmg arista and he actually produced like the whole like he got us like we paid for the recording but he did all the you know the the um actual cds and the the booklets that go in like he produced all those you know for
0: yeah
1: us, bmg and then he he um uh, so we got a contract and you know it's a page and a half contract from trauma's lawyer for the song they don't own it it's so self-explanatory it says it doesn't we don't own the music if if we put on the soundtrack and it makes any money you get a dollar you know whatever yeah so but they don't own it and i knew that so our manager actually almost fucked it up because oh, no. he was like he was comparing it to a BMG, like, you know, you don't know. Um, louis Lewis in the news, he had a song and a movie used it and they used it during a rape scene, and he he you no, know, he sued him. He goes, You don't know where that song is gonna be. I'm like, uh, well, chances are it's gonna be in something fucked up on the <laughs> a movie. And I yeah, you know, so it doesn't matter where it's gonna be.
2: But it was um, in a lovingly uh Joe Fly Shaker uh sex scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, and a heroin shoot, but yeah, and yeah, having sex with cheese. I mean, that's, that's awesome. But I mean, <laughs> he almost fucked it up. And Lloyd actually, I guess his, he called from his lawyer. Oh my god. Tr- and I remember Lloyd called me like Lloyd does not get involved in that shit. Yeah. So I was- of intimidated and scared and I had one of those brick phones it was a brick phone uh era so it was going out a lot and I'm and I was at a party and I'm like oh Lloyd, Lloyd um ah hello he's like you know he goes the cop your 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 manager's giving our lawyer a hard time because it's not a big deal I'm like I know don't worry he goes it's a good opportunity for you Pam I'm like I know he's an asshole I'm going to take care of it we ended up using it and then he ended up leaving but you know he was going to leave anyway he was useless he was trying to take anything that i did from trauma from then on like he wanted to get a percentage of it i'm like oh geez yeah i'm like get the (laughs) fuck out of here
2: (laughs) and so you were talking about living in the in the trenches with the trauma team for for that week how many people were living in those warehouses with you
1: I mean, everybody that was in the scene, I think it was the production people, too. maybe. There was a few people that maybe got a hotel room, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we were just in rooms. I mean, there was so many rooms in this warehouse. And I just I just remember we went to do karaoke. Doug Sackman, he was the leader on that one. He said, this is, we got so drunk. <laughs> I mean, drunk. I remember singing zeppelin i was bringing the house down everyone was having a great time i think some of the crew did too and oh my god i mean everyone was so drunk on set and i've been, <laughs> oh god you guys smell she was having a hard time because we every, everyone's smelling and and they were just really like i know how to handle being drunk all i had was a headache so i had some sinus medicine headache, so i took that and i had some, and I just kept my mouth closed. And she was like, were you one of them? Were you one of the ones that went to karaoke too? I said, yeah. So I'm keeping my mouth shut. I brushed my teeth. She goes, no, you're you're good. She goes, well, at least you're on time and you're not bitchy and you're not falling asleep. (laughs) I know, but I feel like she, but there was a time where I was able to lay on a mattress that was in the hallway of the school. Yeah you know, when, when I wasn't needed to be. And actually I actually have a picture of me like off oh, fetal position. And like,
2: <laughs> I would love to see that.
1: I <laughs> think I have that. I think I had that, uh, that on my Facebook page in my, you know, my trauma thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now I have a new like bucket list item and it's to sing Drunken Karaoke with you and Doug Sackman. <laughs> oh
1: my God. We were out of control. That was fun. Those were good times though. That was a good time. I mean, the food was really, they had, uh, they only had pasta. It was good pasta. It was like I guess the only place in Poughkeepsie was, you know, for the food was uh, an Italian restaurant. But the thing was, they had, the the people who did the um, craft services had to wash, like, the white plastic forks and knives. And when you have sauce on oh, them, no. kind of, yeah, that was, I was like, oh, trauma. This is ghetto. <laughs> is get out uh, because um tromeo and juliet actually had better snacks and food so i wasn't aware of how but it, it was.
2: so so of all the trauma movies you've you've been on what would you say was the best craft services out of like all of them
1: oh i would probably be tromeo and juliet um but they did have just the italian thing but it was just the way I guess the utensils, you know, I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, I'm Italian, so I don't care. I can eat pizza and pasta for the rest of my life. You know, if that was the last thing I, the only thing I can eat for the rest of my life, that would be fine. But uh, yeah, that was, it was just, I think more people there too. And it was just a little, because they had snack, they had constant snacks at a table, but uh, oh my God, what was that uh, Shakespeare shitstorm? Yeah. The worst, they had nothing. Oh no! nothing and they said oh just go there's a deli down the street and i was like i went and bought i got beers but i never ended up not getting to the film <laughs> but that's another story
2: so on the so your your next uh venture into tromaville was uh tales from the crapper and you had uh your your infamous tro- song in tromaville kick in the head yes so i w- i want to talk a little bit about the song first, but as a treat to the audience and, and to me as a fan of the music video and song, we, we will do a comment, uh, commentary for the music okay. video. Can you tell me a little bit about the writing of the song, Kick in the Head?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, it was basically a song about all of my boyfriends. The same shit, different day, but I only picked five particular ones, which doesn't really matter if I picked five or two or ten because there were all of them, you know? Yeah. So, um, my friend Matt Smith, he co-wrote it with me. Um, the way it came about was, you know, he was like, you know what? Because after I was with Flytrap, he was like, you know, you need to be something heavy. He goes, you need to be harder. And I'm like, yeah, because I always get these blues guys or whatever. And, you know, and he goes, all right, I'm going to do something heavy. So he came up with that riff on Kick on the Head so um i got the idea so he goes he goes what do you want to write i said you know what he goes right i said okay i'm gonna write about how my boyfriend's always pissed me off the same shit he goes, okay so and he goes so we kind of came up the idea like i think he came up with the idea of kicking the head like you know just like yeah they need a kick in the head okay so so that was the riff and then then i started singing i i started um I st- I wrote some words down and it was just too dated. And I was singing it and I took it home, you know, he put the riff down, recorded it. And we actually came up with the chorus. Like, you need a kick in the head. Like, I, I, we came up with that together. I came up with the melody, he came up with the idea. You need a kick, in, just a kick in the head and a fucking a kick in the head. That's it. Yeah. Cool. So I went home, and wrote the verses and I started singing it. I brought it back to him and I said, I don't like it. It sounds too dated too eighties. And it's just the melody, everything about it. I don't like us. I, I like the I, I love the chorus. And he goes, well, at least that's the, that's, that's the hard part. He goes, he goes, well, he, and I said, I don't, he goes, yeah, the words suck. And now I go, he goes, well, he goes, you know, how many times have you told me about your, how pissed off you are you know, I, just write it down on a piece of paper and then we'll just pick the best lines. I said, okay, because I was, I, I'm very like, I have to write it with the rhyming and everything. Yeah. And so I just wrote it because just write it like a conversation. I said, yeah, okay. So I wrote it like a conversation, and which was exactly what you hear on Kicking the Head. So then, um, he, so we're looking at like, what are the best lines? And then we couldn't really figure out how to write it. And then I'll, and then we both kind of said at the same time, like, you know what, I should just fucking screaming over the music, <laughs> kind of said it at the same time, but in different words, in different ways. And, uh and then we're like, Okay, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> so we went in the studio and I, I took it home. And I just started s- singing it until it got to the chorus. So that's where that I would draw a line and stop it. And then I'd sing kick in the head. And then when the the second verse came in, I would start where the conversation was and write and sing and sing. And then, of course, I would stop. And it just came out exactly, it was perfect. I mean, it was just perfect. I think I might've cut out one line that was basically saying the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, and then the third verse is actually a little shorter and it just happened to work. And we went in the studio and just did it, pretty much in one take.
2: Awesome. I think that's a good lead in uh, to the commentary for the kick in the head music video.
1: Okay, this is at my house right here. We did this later on. So we just added this at the last moment, just to give it a little uh, storyline, like a small film. That's my friend, uh, my mistress for Michael. He was the only one that would actually play my boyfriend. <laughs> he was gay. He played my boyfriend, and he, was, he would jerk off. And then I come in and go, "What are you doing?" And then he's like, "Oh, something." Look, and I'm like, "Ah!" Oh. And it worked out perfect because I was like, oh. He needed a kick in the head and I kicked him in his head and, <laughs> and it was no, there was no script for this. We just kind of did it. And then here we go. So, uh, okay. So basically the audience were just my friends and I just had them come in and right here, I was, uh, I'm not good at this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's okay. Who who are some of the people in the audience?
1: Okay, these are my friends. I actually made flyers and went out tonight uh, bars and said, if you receive this flyer, you you have the look that I want for my video. It was my birthday a month before, so I said I'm gonna have food. You could be in the you could be in the film. All I mean in my video, it's gonna be free food and it'd be from seven in the morning six at night you can come anytime you want so they came in I said just dress crazy and they did now my four boyfriends here I went out and got wigs for them because when I was with uh talking with uh the GP uh Brendan Flynn he suggested you goes like well you're gonna have to have a dummy like goes, the best thing to do is get a love doll like a blow yeah. doll because you, when you kick it it punches and that's a funny story me going to the store to get a love doll a uh, blow-up doll So, so I went and got wigs for like five bucks and I put them on there. So that way, you know, it would just look stupid and that way they can put the clothes on and then really, you know, kick them. So I kicked them pretend like I'm kicking, which was hard because I had these heavy boots on. I mean, these, these, uh, platform boots were so heavy and I didn't really take that in consideration. Yeah. And, uh, so. That was really hard to do, and this guy with the red uh, wig, he didn't really do his blood work, and Lloyd yelled at him for so. <laughs> um, so those people came in. They it was a rotation of the people that came in the audience, which was great. The uh, and I I wanted my hair whip scene, which was great. There was a part where the sound man cut out a part, and it fucked up. But I managed to get through it. On here, oh, here I um I put his head was so skinny. Oh my God! I was trying to squeeze it, and his head was just so, I couldn't. Get, it was really hard to squeeze his head and get the effect the same with the, the, the melon.
2: They crushed a cantaloupe in between your legs.
1: It was a cantaloupe and the thing was i did i did the special effects myself but i got a guy from a halloween store that really wanted to do it he said he had the blood the blood tubes now the blood tubes were supposed to i wanted really crazy 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 blood coming out but it didn't but turns out that a lot of my friends actually saw it and wouldn't talk to me either seeing this video they're like it's very violent i'm like "It's, it's really not it's not real I'm like you know and i said i said the kicking, you know oh no it wasn't the kicking it wasn't the kicking that was that bothers me it's the, when you squish the head and i'm like well come on that i mean you can kick someone and really kill them so but realistically you can't squish a, a head between the thighs unless you're the fucking uh, the hulk you know and they're like and you no know, i said so why does that bother you and nothing else? And they said, well, maybe it's because it looks real. And I was like, well, there you go. Like <laughs> I did, I made a, a special effect look real. <laughs> you know? I mean, and so, because it bothered me because it wasn't so exaggerated and over the top and extra. But the fact that it did look real, I'm like, well, there you go. Because people really were offended by it. And uh, and then there was like the the guitar, the guitar, the guitarist like he had a um like a one-piece um skeleton suit on yeah I don't know why I bought that for him because I just figured everyone else would have a certain look I just want and he was skinny and he would wear it I said would you wear that he goes yeah I would totally wear that I don't even know why I bought that but it was a good thing I did because the band didn't come in and and Lloyd wanted to do us a, a, a scene earlier and uh So I just picked a guy out in the audience and I was able to put that on him. And you can't even tell that it's. Two different guitar players and he's not even a guitar player. He just played around with it, you know.
2: Yeah, there on the make your own damn movie box set. There's a making of the video and it is seemed like the guitar player and the drummer switched uh, roles.
1: Yeah. I love, I love how the um, drummer John just picked up his bass drum and just put it over his head. Lloyd loved that. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's great, that's great, keep doing." it. And then, and then bass player, he's like, he's pumping it. <laughs> they, I mean, they were in a band together, so those were my friends, and they were just happy to be there. So I didn't even have to pay them. They're like, oh, "Just, just give me some blow," and you know, I didn't, I didn't give him one guy some blow. I'm like, "Okay, I'll give you some blow." And they got food and and they did a great job i mean everyone did the guy who played Toxie, yeah uh, security because i wanted security Toxie, you know in the nightclub because i had this all planned out I, i planned this whole video out a year before i approached lloyd about this and uh i had this guy bruce um and he shows up a little late but uh turns out i didn't know that he was feuding with my friend who was playing bass oh no and he just left and i didn't know that and he but he goes tell pam i i couldn't do i i i, I was here but I, I can't do it and i was pissed off and I'm like i need a security guy this irish guy this guy was irish because he had an irish name he shows up and out of nowhere i don't know who he is he's never even heard of trump toxic avenger but i was like hey can you play the toxic avengers put this mask on and and the security shirt and whatever. And he he did. And Lloyd just told him what to do. Yeah. And he did. And he did right. And my friend Chloe, the one who's wearing the blue one piece bathing suit that's on the right side, she was like, Oh my God. Because he, he was hot. She goes, and he's hot with the mask on. I said, I know. Right. <laughs> and then after he did a great job, he just disappeared. And I never saw him again. <laughs> I don't know who he was. girl who had the um she had the uh uh boy beater shirt on the pink shirt
2: yeah who's like smelling her Uh, armpit
1: yeah because that's a that's a staple in trauma film smelling the armpits the cheese like he wanted me to get the cheese you know the cheese was and that just happened to work and the part was like i have your all over me so like oh the cheese is like the splooge okay that's great and um the ky jelly like he's like get ky jelly because that's part of it too which we used in the beginning of the scene and the thing was is like i went everywhere like cvs Dwayne reese everywhere to look for ky jelly like i used to see it i couldn't find it anywhere so i went to um this oh when brendan told me i should go get a blow-up doll for the effect I was like oh okay so i went to sixth avenue in new york where they're, like in the west village where they have like it was like this section so and i knew they had blow-up dolls so i went there i said hey i said hi um he, he was like an a a rain like arabic guy and he's just kind of like mm-hmm, like all season he's looking at me like uh-huh i'm like i need a blow-up doll so <laughs> he's he picks the female. i said no a male one so i said i i said he goes well which one do you want he goes this is the more you want the cheap one or the expensive one. And I was like, well, what's the difference? He goes, the, the cheap one doesn't have a piece. And the other one does. I'm like, what do you mean a piece? He goes, a piece. (laughs) I I was like, Oh, he shows me. I'm like, Oh, okay. And his name was Butch, which was funny. (laughs) And so I was like, Oh, I'll take them, you know? And I think it was like only $35 or something. I don't, and it was, and it was just like, and then he was kind of like looking at me like, I said, I'll take the one with the, yeah, I'll take the one with the piece. Because I thought that would be good for the um, the jerking off part. Yeah. Because I did get like, because I had a couple guys who would do it and then they didn't want to do it. And my friend who did it, who's gay, he said he would bring one, but he didn't. So I was like, I don't want to take the chance of him not bringing one. So I was like, oh, it comes with a. Fuck it. And it was a nice tilde. T- I was like, okay, yeah. Well, you saw it. So I was yeah. like, okay, I'll take that one. And he was like, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I said, actually, this is for a video. This is not for me. This is for a video. And he's like, uh huh. And then I look down at the, the glass counter and I see KY jelly. And I'm like, oh, I said, give me a, a tube of that, please. And he's like, oh, I'm like, no, really? I said, it, 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 never mind. Just... <laughs> Fuck it. Think what you want to think.
0: Yeah. I, like,
1: oh. I got my one-stop shopping. <laughs> Everything was perfect. You know, when I did the kick in the head video, everyone was like, like a lot of my friends, you know, bar owners, club owners. I mean, just so many people that were, that are like, you know, I, I mean, I have respect for we're like, oh, you know, they, they're telling you what to, do. like, you, you're, you're not going to make it, you know, they, you did that, like, wait, they're going to rip you off, you know, doing this video, and I'm like, first of all, you know, like, they, they're so cheap and everything, blah, 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 and I'm like, first of all, they're, they're not cheap, yeah, they're cheap, I said, because they, they, they teach you to do films on the cheap side, Yeah. I said, it's they're like well they have millions of dollars and they're do I said well I hope they do have millions of dollars I said but Michael and Lloyd have their offices they're just as ghetto as the rest of the you know office they don't have plush offices they don't throw that in people's face you know what I mean like you know like well Rick and I said but that's the point you know they want you to make you know to do it on the you know cheap so you can make money yeah you're gonna make money. You know they want you to and i said and as far as that i said like they're like he didn't charge me you know he, No, we you know what lloyd said to me he goes i'm gonna direct your music video for free because you've done so much for trauma and i was like well what did i do for drama and he goes, <laughs> you worked for free you know you, you you know you showed up yeah i'm like okay so that's you know so you i mean it is like free film school it really is because i tell people like if you want to learn about filmmaking, you go there. You go there. They are gonna tell you you're not gonna get paid. So that's what you do when you intern. And then they will pay you for some things. But you can quit anytime you want. But you're gonna walk away with knowledge. You know.
2: I I think I learned more at Tromaville than I did in any of my film school classes.
1: Right. Exactly. And that's why I tell people. And I was like, and it's not like you have to give your two weeks notice. Well, actually you should, if, you, you know, if you're going to leave, but I said, but you, it's not like you're going to lose your tuition or anything you paid for. And I said, and you learn a lot, you know, and you, you, you do get benefits out of it. I mean, when I, before I did the kick in the head video, when it was all planned, it was all ready to go. And uh, it was done on June, I mean, July 20th. And his, his book came out make your own damn movie. And it was on the 28th of June. And that was my birthday. So I went to the book signing and I was gonna buy the book, you know. So I go there and I was like, oh and laura's like, oh Pam for real. And I'm like, hey, and I said, I'm I said, actually I said, I said, I I, so, I said I'm so glad you're doing this, you know, Book signing. I said, "I'm, I'm going to buy your book. It's my birthday too." And he goes, "It's your birthday." He goes, "Oh, so is Patty Pie."
2: <laughs>
1: and he goes, "Yeah." And uh, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to go get your book then." And uh, I want you to sign it. You know, when it comes time. And he goes, and he took me. He goes, "I'll buy you the book for your birthday." And I'm like, "No, you don't have to buy." He's like, "No, I want to buy you the book." He goes up to the register with a black card and he gives it to her she's like, she's like do you have an account with us and then he's like <sighs> sweetheart he goes well he didn't call her sweetheart. i forgot what he called her but he was like i wrote the book <laughs> he goes, i'm doing a book signing here and like, yeah. so he writes a book and he signs it and i read i took the bus into the subway so i can read the forward you know, it was a whole thing about Trey, uh, Trey Parker. And he was saying like, you know, that whole, have you ever read that? that yeah. Like, yeah. So he's like, well, you want people to see the movie, you know, it's not about making the money. You want people to see that. And with a trauma stamp, you'll, you know, and that's why the trauma stamp, I'm like, my video is not going to be sitting in my closet somewhere. It's going to be on, you know, in trauma, you know, and especially not with the DVDs.
2: I got to, I got to ask. So um, where, what, where, where was this shot?
1: Uh, that's oh, yeah, that's what I was trying to say in the beginning, but I was like, Oh, I don't know how to do this oh, commentary so fast, it's too fast. It was actually at the Parkside Lounge. Do you know where that is? I on, do not, uh, it's on Houston and Attorney, and I lived two blocks away, um, on East Third and B, so it was like literally two blocks. and basically what i want i had planned this video like i said a year before approaching lloyd because i wanted to make sure i had every location and everything the location i wanted a cbgb's now i know when you're filming and something's like like a garage or small it can look big yeah rectangle so i knew that from years ago and so I figured I just need something like a CBGB. So I was actually going to think about getting CBGB's gallery when that was open. So I figured I could probably rent that out. And because you know, my, my brother had died in the military, and my sister-in-law gave me $5,000. And actually, it's his birthday today. That's why I wanted to do the, the, the um, interview today. And uh, so I figured I'm going to make a video. So I had enough money to if i had to rent out cbgb's gallery and uh but then i went to the parkside lounge because i used to play there and i asked karen the owner i'm like because i was going to different i'm going to ask a bunch of different places you know so i asked her i said do you think i can do a music video like on a sunday like early in the morning and she's like oh absolutely I said, she goes, what kind of I said music video? I said, it's going to be trauma. She goes, Is it going to be blood. I said, yeah. I said, but we'll put plastic. They're good at that. You know, they're good about that. She says. you make sure they do. She's actually <laughs> going to get you rugs anyway. So it doesn't really matter. I said, well, we're going to still have plastic anyway. So I said, OK, great. Um, I said, well, how much do you want? Rent? She's like, well, I'll rent it out for, you know, nothing. She's but if my boyfriend, Andy, he has to come in early in the morning to open up. She goes. I would give him like 50 bucks or $100 just to be there. And he stayed there. I, think, I can't remember if it was 50 or 100, but it was, I think it was 50. And um, you know, he supplied water for us. I mean, I did all the catering as well. You know, I did the craft services. So uh, I spent like $100 on craft services because I know how to cook shit. Yeah. And, and which was, so that was great. I had it for free. And what I did was um, Lloyd gave me a bunch of trauma posters which i was going to ask for anyway but he gave them to me he's like here put these up i'm like you know for the video i'm like oh i was going to ask for anyway so i collaged them to make and to look like cbgb's and you're not going to believe how many people asked me if that was cbgb's musicians who <laughs> have played there asked me and just someone yesterday actually asked me if it was CBGBs. i swear to god i was like no it was Parkside lounge, you know, so I got the, I got everything that I wanted. And when I did the the spread, because I lived two blocks away, it was easy to bring the food over. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot. And the thing, the funny thing was that a lot of the, uh, in, there was new interns working on this and they already knew the, the reputation of no food. So they weren't <laughs> expecting anything. So when they saw, wow. And it was lunchtime. <laughs> He, lloyd was kind of like miffed he's like why do you have all this? he goes he goes people are taking too long because they're eating and i'm like well that's a lunch break lloyd that's what it's called. <laughs> Home is not about eating and i'm like but i'm italian lloyd i can't help it <laughs> <laughs> i have to feed my friends and feed people you know to make it you know so that's why people came and showed up like all through the day even you know i had a few strangers i gave you know flyers to and People just came dressed to kill and you know, and they had food and it was a part and it got to be in a you know a trauma video.
2: So, so what, what um influenced your choice to shoot on 35 millimeter?
1: Um, it wasn't a choice, it was just what Lloyd, because they were still doing 35 millimeter at that time because Lloyd was just not into the digital. It took him a while to warm up to that. And uh actually, I mean, I put it on videotape because they they were having some kind of horror con or some kind of thing that they were doing in Boston that they did every year. And they show their movies on VHS. So that's why I got VHS is because they they hadn't turned to DVD yet. They did right when I actually produced the actual. You know vhs yeah and uh so he goes we'll do it on 35 millimeter film and lloyd gave because when i approached him i said you know i got some money because i knew he was going to hook me up because yeah and i know how to i did the locations i did all that by myself and because i and i knew i just knew and he goes well i can't really we can't really um do it you know a do it for free. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I wasn't asking you to do it for free. I said, I have money. I'm just, you know, I got the location everything. I said, I just want to see if you can do it. And he goes, Oh, yeah, of course. He goes, but you'll he goes, I'll do it for free. For my cer that my gift to directing will be for free. He goes, but you'll just have to pay um Gabe for editing. And he get, he quoted me like two grand. That was like with everything. And, and um, uh, I only paid more. I with food and everything and film I think it was like 3 grand no more than that. And I uh because like the, 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 like I said the editing was the most and yeah. then he goes he said 16 millimeter because it would be cheaper. Yeah. millimeter. Okay, that's what it was. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um okay, so he said we'll do it on 16 millimeter film and I was like okay, whatever. I don't care about that. So when I talked to Brendan Flint, the uh, DP, um, he was like, and the thing was, he loved the song. Him and Gabe loved it. And I I was afraid to, because Lloyd gave me their numbers. Yeah. I'll give you their numbers. I told him about you. The ball's in your court. And I couldn't drop the ball. So I, I was afraid. I I emailed him. And Brendan goes, of course I know you, because you were the one that said you wanted more blood. He goes, so you're a trauma. <laughs> you know, he was like a trauma fan and they both him and gabe both love the song that really helps when they're doing a video you know and lloyd loved the song so when i talked to uh, um, him he goes all right it's going to be me a truck and two guys sound man and my, my little two-man crew and a truck and he goes in six and how many reels of film whatever it was yeah like, maybe we can do some uh would you like, since you're kicking in the head and you're gonna have a, you know, squish up thing, squish up, you know, head. He goes, maybe we can have some cart, like head squashes from trauma movies, like in and out of your video. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great, you know? So he goes, then he thought about, it, he goes, well, oh shit. He goes, well, that's gonna be 35 mil, mil, millimeter film if we take from the movies. He goes, so I'll just do 35 millimeter for the same price. Awesome. Yeah. So that's so I mean, cool. And I mean, I mean, everything was sent to a lab and I had to pick it up and everything just fell into place and it was easy. Um, and as far as editing, it was great because um Lloyd encouraged me to go to Troma and give notes to you know to uh Gabe. They gave me a beta tape with time count on it so or beta thing so i played it and i wrote down everything that they had i wrote down what i didn't like and i wrote down what i liked and i had it on three pieces of paper stapled gave it to gabe and he was like oh okay he looked at it and pretty much did everything that i wanted or didn't want and then he had great suggestions they always had suggestions you know gabe and um uh Brendan, and even Lloyd did too, and they had great suggestions. And they like the fart, like when I bent over, <laughs> and it was like you're paying my ass, and then the, I was like, oh, I wish I would have thought about that. So it all we worked so well together. I can't believe how great it worked. And and then turns out like I was like, okay, so Lloyd goes, all right, then you know you have to make you know make VHS. They didn't do it for me. I just figured because I, I knew a disc place on 30th Street it wasn't disc makers it was something else I knew the guy and I'd gotten stuff done there before they said oh yeah we can do the video for you cool we can do for you too and so I was like all right now I gotta get someone to design the box so I was like partying over my you know on Bleecker street And I went to a, a friend of mine we went to another guy that I knew so we went to a house to smoke a little and I was telling him about the video and I said, I got to find someone. Turns out this guy, Steve used to work at trauma and did <laughs> the uh, imaging for the boxes.
2: That's so cool.
1: And he goes, Pam, I'll do it for free for you. Cause I, cause I, I just, I haven't done it in so long. It'd be, I'd be, I'd be honored to do it. So he, he did it. Sent it. To Dism- and it was so funny. Cause I went down to uh, to trauma. Cause I had the video, I had the videos and, and, uh, I had the posters, and this is when they were still in uh, Hell's Kitchen. So I went to trauma. I, I go upstairs. I run upstairs, and everyone's sitting at their desk. And you know, if you have ever been in trauma, everyone's like really quiet because everyone's afraid of <laughs> everyone's afraid of Michael Hurst. Michael and Lloyd were <laughs> in the office, and I I literally skipped la la la. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> And they just kind of like looked at me and like, like mortified because I was like, hey. And I'm like, okay, put your pencils down. Test is over. You can talk now. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, has okay. like, Lloyd in my, like, I was like, oh, never mind. I skip, <laughs> I bust in. And they were all turned around, like, like they couldn't believe that I just walked in their office skipping. And I threw a, a videotape on Lloyd's desk and a poster. I threw it over on Michael. And I'm like, it's done. It's here. <laughs> and Michael's looking at it and he's turning it over. And I see this big grin on his face. And he's like, you thanked me on there too? And I'm like, well, yeah, you're part of trauma. You know, and they were just like, wow. you know. And I said, I'm, I'm going to actually get you a poster as well and I'll I'll put it, you know, frame it for you. That's awesome. And then they decided, like, maybe we should do some white label CDs and put it in. We're going to do DVDs now. Maybe we should put those in, you know, with the video. But then Maris was like, well, you're going to have to pay for that. Like, you know, then I was like, oh. But then they came up with the idea of putting the, the song in the in the extras.
2: Did you know it was going to be on that many DVD releases, like, with your no, name on the cover?
1: I didn't. And, I mean, it makes more sense to do it that way. I mean, cost-wise, it does. And second of all, if you put a mailer out with a DVD and a CD, they're going to lose the CD, you know what I mean? And then, then they probably can't play it. So So, now that it was on the DVD, yeah, with a little purple ribbon, I was like, oh. yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> you know. I was like, yes! That's awesome.
2: So, moving on from kick in the head uh, you were in one of my friends uh films pda massacre which is on the trauma dance volume three dvd yes. jamie greco
1: yes 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 yes
2: <laughs> you play uh as imdb credits you the public masturbator <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i get my uterus ripped out <laughs> <laughs>
2: tell me what it was like working with jamie
1: I love Jamie because he was in my kick in the head video.
2: Where was he? That that's uh, that's news to me. Where was Jamie in the kick in the head video?
1: Oh, he's the one that does the best black wig on.
2: Okay. Yes,
1: because yeah, he knows how to do that shit. Yeah, actually, he was the first one. You know, this was back. You know, I'm learning. You know, my AOL, and I'm I actually have all the printouts of all when I was casting and i was casting through trauma somehow i don't know how i did that but uh jamie was the first one to um apply for the boyfriend one of the i had five boyfriends you know so he was one of them then he goes oh i'm a trauma person i work in trauma and i'm an actor and stuff like that and that's how i met him and uh i was like oh okay so it's not a sick thing okay you're into this okay great and uh yeah that's how i met him and then i was like anything you want me to be in He goes, would you want to in a masturbator (laughs) my fuck yeah one of my favorite pictures of me is sprawled out (laughs) when I made sure I got a picture of that yeah
2: it's such a fun movie if anybody out there listening hasn't watched it you really need to Jamie's one of my favorite filmmakers
1: oh my god like because it was in Jersey City and I and I just remember it was just nice and it was good to see Debbie again and And you could see the city, and it was dark, and we had complaints. (laughs) And then the cops came, and we were like, no, we're just doing it. And I think the cop was a trauma fan or something, (laughs) you know. So then the lady, they kept getting pissed off because the cops came, and they're like, well, we're we're just going to come just to, you know, just to make, you know, make an appearance. And then we got to, you know, but then not do it. It was fun doing that, and. I actually, I told, um, after we made the movie, I was like, you know, I said, I didn't even realize. I said, I actually had my uterus ripped out literally because I had cancer, but I thought it was like, oh, I just realized that, you know, and this is cool that I got that, that I got my uterus in my, <laughs> in my face and he was like, oh my God, I'm so, so I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just thinking, I just thought of that. And that's all, you know, it's all good.
2: A good, uh you you get to put it on screen and and uh fill your vengeance and sorrow that way.
1: <laughs> it's a little too dark though. It's like can you brighten it up and have some brighter blood in it? <laughs> <laughs> Another movie of his too, um Puda.
2: There I I have not seen that one, but I did see on your YouTube page that you have like a making of uh Puda.
1: Yeah, I've never seen the movie either actually come to think of it
2: I'll, ha- I'll have to to track down jamie so i can see that because all all of their movies are fantastic
1: either actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah let's get on him about that
2: so was jamie a big factor of you getting into poultry geist
1: no no that was just me already being i mean i had the video i'm like i'm already yeah um, I think, oh, I know that, how I got into that one. Um, I was doing this DVD at this show called Detention Lounge. And, with, uh, oh God, I forgot his name, anyway, it doesn't matter. I guess at this point, since I can't remember the name. Um, we were doing skits, it was like a rock, a, a heavy metal hee-haw. And there's this one scene where it was a repo man, where he, he possessed um my fake tips that i didn't pay for and a girl was supposed to do it who was flat chested and then she didn't even make it i don't i mean i don't even he didn't even know how he was gonna do the special effects but he he's like pam come on you gotta you, can you do it i said like, okay so i had watched this commercial it was an infomercial it was like three in the morning and it was all about these like um these they look like uh, water balloons yeah you put them in your bra, like there was like, oh, like, are you flat, ladies? Are you this and that? Do you, yeah, and you know, do you need? Um, are you too flat-chested? And you feel like a man when you walk outside? Blah blah blah. There were. It was really a degrading thing at this time because it was like, and they're like, you put these in your bra, like they use them on Baywatch, and you can jiggle and wiggle. And I was like, am I really seeing this in this time of, you know, like, yeah, really? and they were for ninety-nine dollars. So I, I started laughing. I was drunk as fuck. So I went and got these water balloons for 99 cents, right? And I put in my broad, it was like, woo! And it was the same other thing. Right? So what I was like, oh, I said, I'm gonna use my 99 cent titty idea. I said, okay, so I showed up with some fake blood because this girl, he, they weren't even gonna do that. So in the scene, I do this, I put them in and, and then he rips them out. And then I'm like, oh, it was just, it was great. It worked out great. So I had told Lloyd about it. I, I was in the trauma office and I was just telling him, I said, Oh my God, you guys, you have to see the skit. I said, I did the, my own special effects with these. I get my titties ripped out by the repo man. And he goes like, well, he goes, um, we have a, a new movie coming out, um, called poultry guys. He goes, maybe you should do that. Maybe have, um, chickens chicken zombies rip out your fake tits. He I think that would be funny. So I basically wrote my own little, you know. <laughs> and in the detention lounge thing, I said, give me back my self-esteem. So I did that and that was what I was telling you earlier that it, they, it, they just didn't, they cut that part out. But, you know, but I didn't, they weren't water balloons. They actually, the special effects people made like some silicone thing. And uh, so that's how I got on that, he goes, he goes, so he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, let's do that. And so he, he said, you can write your own part. You know, if you think of anything else for that, you know, that'd be great. So I did that. And I had a friend that lived in Buffalo, so I was able to see him, stay with him. I mean, and he lived like five minutes away. So I stayed with him for a week. and I did That's
2: that. awesome. You didn't have to live in the abandoned church with the rest
0: of us. <laughs>
1: not i was at, at a nice really nice apartment and had <laughs> breakfast and <in London. laughs> yeah and uh, so when i did that yeah that was great and it was really cool like when i was laying down with the zombies and so the, the zombie that was gonna rip it out he was kind of like um uh, i'm gonna kind of have to put like put my hand under your shirt and kind of touch you (laughs) and i'm like yeah it's fine i mean you got a mask on you're kind of hot with the mask (laughs) (laughs) okay i really don't know what he looks like but i didn't But i was like hey he looked kind of hot with the chicken mask i just you know whatever it's okay and the thing is like all the, the fake blood on there i was like i was like you know what after doing that movie and doing that scene i tell people to this day Always have a bottle of fake blood on your nightstand. <laughs> <It> feels good. <laughs> it felt real good. <laughs> hey, can we do that again?
2: <laughs> so, so that chicken zombie was actually uh, the leader of all the blood boys on uh, *Poultry Guys*. He was, I get, I guess, my boss on the on the thing. And I, I remember when you came to set, I. I was I was starstruck for sure because it's Purple Pam, Tromeo and Juliet, Citizen Toxie, kick in the head. And I remember it's like, oh, this is Purple Pam's death. And then Kevin, who's the one who ripped out your boobs, was like, like he's from Australia. He's like, I'll get to I'll get to kill Purple Pam today. And like i was like ah oh, so lucky <laughs> so but I, I i remember i was like well i'm gonna do the blood for purple pam i have to <laughs> so so i i was super excited to spray fake blood up your shirt <laughs> in that scene
1: oh
2: wow okay <laughs> and I, you were so nice i remember during during the shoot, I asked you for your autograph. You're like, I have a sticker, you know, from the kick in the head video, and you signed it for me. And I was like, yes, I was super excited to meet you on set. Yeah, I
1: remember those. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So that that was awesome, and it was such a fun fun scene to shoot. It was such like a crazy time because I think like right after we shot that, it's like, all right, we have thirty more death scenes to film for this massacre scene, yeah. but that was. That was a lot of fun and like you know and all those death scenes yours is definitely one that stands out to me of when i remember filming
1: I, was like, ah, ah! I remember <laughs> to look every way and scream yeah you know it's like there were so many death scenes in there and it just seemed like my my scene happened so quickly and i was sitting around just watching everything because i couldn't you know again you know you have to watch how things are being done and uh wow, when you see that movie i mean those scenes i mean i love poetry guys because it was like the meat cutter on the face i mean the eyes it, i mean the head in the fry basket i mean it just one death after another
2: yeah i was i when i was reading the script i was like texting friends i was like oh my god you guys in the script it says somebody's face is going to get cut up with a deli slicer. This movie's going to be brutal.
1: <laughs> really good. I mean, that was some good effects.
2: It it was so much fun. And like just being a trauma fan, like living out the dream to doing special effects on a trauma movie on Purple Pam, like that was the dream come true.
1: Oh, I know, isn't it? It's like that's how it was when I got on a Troma on Julia. I'm like, Wow, you know, I still have actually some uh the paper, I guess, like with the burgers went in that, that says, you know, um
2: the chicken bunker.
1: Yeah, chicken bunker. Yeah, I have some, I have a, some paraphernalia left, you know, from that. It was funny because like my I was so excited though being in Tromeo and Juliet for the f- first time that I called my mom and my brothers, you know, and they were just like, whatever, whatever. And my mom, I'm like, of course, she doesn't know anything about Trump. So I was like, "I'm in Romeo and Juliet." And She's like, "Wait, let me write that down." She wrote Romeo and Juliet no. I'm talking six times. I called her. What was the movie called again? <laughs> After like the sixth time, I was like, "Titanic." And she goes, Titan-. "She goes, you were in that." She goes, "I have that here. i I rented it." She goes, "I didn't see you in that." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, Mom, I was in it." <laughs> she watched again. She calls me. I didn't see you. I'm like it's when they're underwater. You can't you can't miss me. It's purple. It's, I'm wearing purple. You can't. Miss <laughs> I made that woman watch it four times, and then finally she goes, "Pam, I can't watch it anymore." She goes, "I had to send it back to the video store." She goes, "I cannot watch. You can't, can't watch a four-hour movie again." I still didn't see you. I said, "Mom, it's only two hours. Wait, wait, it's not four hours." She goes, "No, it's four hours," and I said, "No, *Tromeo and Juliet* is only." Two. She goes no you said Titanic I said mom I said Tromeo and Juliet six times (laughs) no you wrote it down to this day I mean she's dead now so maybe she knows that she can hear me I don't know
2: (laughs) she she's rented a copy now (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) right before the car
0: flip
1: (laughs) yeah my family it was weird like they just didn't like I figured my brothers, I mean, they were married and they were kind of like, they turned all square, you know, but it was like, come on, you guys know, remember Greg, you know, blood sucking freaks that, that was trauma. I'm in a trauma movie. But when my brother died, I had a dream of him and he had a mop. Cause I didn't get to say goodbye to him. And he had a mop in his hand. And I was like, what do you think? Who do you think you are? The toxic Avenger? And he just went, Yeah. <laughs> It was like really weird. It was like, okay, so maybe you did know. You know, but I was, yeah, it's it's pretty cool being in a citizen of Tromaville.
2: Definitely is. Yeah, it's I I carry that badge with more pride than anything right? else. <laughs> Speaking as citizen in Tromaville, you were in a non-Lloyd Troma movie after Poultry Guys, Mr. Bricks, a heavy metal musical.
1: I was <laughs>
2: Yeah, you, uh, on IMDB, it says you were the purple hooker.
1: <laughs> right. I do remember that because I, I saw that probably about six months ago. And I was like, wait, I, I know that title, but was I in it or did I have music in it? I really don't know because I haven't seen that either.
2: It's been a while. I do remember you in the film, but it's been a while since I've seen it. But it had like Tim Dax, whose like is all tattooed out like all blacked out pretty much I can't
1: remember but uh would that be on trauma now
2: it is on Troma now so
1: mr. bricks i will look. okay i have trauma now so
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time for all of us to revisit mr bricks it's pretty fun it's been a while since i've seen it but i bought the dvd it's a good time <laughs> but after mr bricks you're you are in the return to return to Nukem high volume two dancing in the bollywood scene
1: is that even in there because i never i you know what i'm telling you i was supposed to be in the movie there was some guy that i was talking to like before they started it because lloyd goes yes talk to this guy he gave me the name and then you know so i called him and he kept up with me for months and then one day i didn't hear from him for a long time and then um turns out he quit trauma so then i ran into doug on the street and he was like oh yeah we're almost done with it but i'll get you a part like, you'll be like dolly you know dancing the dolly bollywood thing and the thing is i can't dance i can i mean i can i can dance i can move and groove but i can't remember dance steps I
2: like choreography steps.
1: i can't it's not my thing but i can do my own i can move some i can do some crazy shit, but and the thing was, I really tried to learn it. It was easy. And I'm like, am I just a stupid retard? I don't know. I practiced it. I went to practices and I did it on my own, had the video. And then when I was actually, when they were filming it, I was fucking up. The times I was fucking up, the camera was on me. And then when I had it down, it was off of me because I'm watching you know, the camera. And I was like, okay, I'm getting it. I've got it. Okay, and then as soon as it came on me, that was like it fucked up. So I think I I was cut out.
2: Completely. I you're still in there, so. Am I? Yes.
1: <laughs> I, I'm like I don't even want to watch it because I'm like I'm not in it because I was supposed to be in. You know.
2: <laughs> Say same, same. I'm in. I'm in like a shot. But if you sneezed during the shot, I'm in. You would never know. I'm in part oh. two.
1: That's how I feel about shitstorm. If you you know. If you just you know sneeze or you blink, I'm gone, you know.
2: <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. You are credited as the cigarette girl in the film.
1: Oh, actually, am I? Yes. Because I'm. I don't see that. Did you ever? You saw the film, right? I did. I have too. I didn't see a cigarette girl. Did
2: you I don't this? know why you're credited as a cigarette girl, but I saw you
0: at the movie. Well, I,
1: sorry, I guess I've gotta get my glass. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I was uh, supposed to be a cigarette girl, and with the Toxie's elixir, and I was telling Lloyd that I would do bumps. I do bumps. I give people bumps of hot sauce, so I just tell people to put it right here on the, you know, on their hand, and you lick it. So he goes, Oh, that'd be funny if they like, well, you'll have a cigarette thing and with the toxic elixir and you'll give them bumps and they'll actually snort it. And that'd be funny. You know? And I'll say, okay, that works. And of course there was green stuff that they were snorting. Yeah. I don't know what it was. And I'm like, Oh, that's perfect. So Zach and um, Doug, they were kind of, a, you know, giving people their parts and stuff. So I was in holding. I took off four days of work and to to be in Queens or wherever. Yeah, I think it was Queens. Yeah. And I'm in holding. I actually sold like $80 worth of hot sauce in one day with the (laughs) dogs, which is great. And so I kept saying, okay, um, so I I tell Zach, um, you got to get my cigarette girl costume. You know, whatever. Uh, Were we doing this? Um, Talk to uh, Doug, and then Doug would pass me off to Zach. It was back and forth, back and forth, and I was really getting frustrated. Now, now Lloyd, he was playing director and playing parts. Yeah. You know, at one so at one so four days goes by. I think it was like five days. I did it. I was there. Um, but by the fourth day, I was like, "Fuck this," because I'm sitting here doing nothing. And plus, they had no lunch. like had no lunch for anyone except for the, the, you know, the principal actors. And I was like, I was going to the deli, bringing in beer. I was getting drunk. I'm getting pissed off. So finally, I said, "You know what? I'm out of here." So I went into the bathroom, and got dressed, and came out. And Lloyd was coming in. You know, he was in drag, and he comes out. And he's like, "Oh." you're leaving Pam? I said, yeah. He goes, oh, did you get up? You know, did you do your part yet? I said, no, I did not. I said, I've been here for four fucking days and Zach and Doug keep passing me off. And, you know, I keep telling him, you know, I said, but, but the cigarette girl, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, 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 okay. I'll make sure he goes, come back tomorrow. Cause I will make sure. And the thing is Lloyd would have made sure, but because he was doing dual, you know, he was doing too much stuff. Yeah, so I don't. Ex- I didn't expect him to. And so I went the next day and nothing. And then finally, I was like, you better fucking do it. I said, Zach, I'll fucking punch you. <laughs> you, know, you better- <laughs> I said, because I'm happy and you don't want to see me not happy. And I said, and I'm drunk. So, you know <laughs> so, so they did the they he got, it, got the cigarette that case, and I did it. And I was between two guys. So I had, the, t- the Toxie bottles weren't staying very well, but apparently there was supposed to, it was a, two people, I guess, or someone that was gonna, supposed to blow or ooze out with green shit or something. Yeah. And I think something happened, it wasn't working right, and I was supposed to just scream whatever, like, oh my God, yeah, whatever, which I was like, you know, if no one's gonna do a bump, that's fine least i have the toxic bottles showing and i'm i'm in you know i'm in the scene and it wasn't working so we had to take a 20 minute break so them to fix it out so lloyd had two exes like you stand here to the guys he said stand here, stand here then he made them move apart and he made me move in front so then it was like okay back to your spots again so the two guys get in front of me and i'm like no you guys have to go And they're like, they pushed me. You know how some, you know how you get those, there's always those extras that want to be in front. Yeah. Always push. Yeah. And they're like, well, we were supposed to be here. I said, no, you were supposed to. But now he had me come in front of you guys. And they're like, no, we're supposed to be here. And Lloyd just wasn't paying attention. And then it happened. And then he's like, Pam, scream. And I'll, you know, and I'm like, and at that point, I was just so fucking flustered and just pissed off that it, no, but i don't think the scene is in there
2: i i still remember seeing you in the film though so you're you're in there and i i was still super excited it's like purple bam in it again
1: <laughs> well i should have been in it more damn it
2: i agree <laughs> well i want to transition from the trauma stuff you've done into uh your music uh i i've been listening to purple pam and the flesh eaters and just some of your other stuff i want you to talk a little bit about your music
1: well royal skulls is the band like um i i was in royal skulls the same time i was in uh flesh eaters but we broke up uh quite a few years ago but i've been doing ro- uh, royal skulls and um i actually liked the songs better than i wrote with royal skulls than I did with flesh eaters, but flesh eaters live. I liked the sound of our you know, live better, but but it comes down to you know the songwriting uh, is is so much better. I like with the royal skulls, and we're finishing up um, another album. We have one out called Love and Murder, that's on Bandcamp and it's on uh, Spotify and iTunes and all that. So it's on all the you know forms.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we're, we just did five seven more eight more songs and uh i'm I'm gonna be doing the vocals um in April April 16th. Awesome. Yeah. so yeah well the, we it took us a while. we started like a year ago and then with the pandemic and just stuff like that and the weather and all this shit and people had operations
2: <laughs> well the last couple of years it's hard to get any project like fully going.
1: Yeah, well, we waited so long that we actually added three more songs to the album. Well,
2: that's you? a good thing.
1: <laughs> seen that movie, because you might appreciate this. Um, with Gina Gershon called Pray for Rock and Roll.
2: Yes, that movie's awesome.
1: Oh, uh, right? And not, and you know that song every six minutes, someone says no. We covered that.
2: Oh, cool.
1: <laughs> really good. And and the thing is, no one's covered it. Oh, huh. no one. And so, now with a real singer and real music, yeah, it's good.
2: I, oh, I can't wait.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, and you're going in in April to uh, record some more stuff for that album.
1: Finished uh, just to do three more vocals and uh, with the three songs on three uh, three vocals on three songs, and then just do fix a couple other songs. It might take me 10 minutes and then we're going to mix it and it's going to be out.
2: I can't wait. That'll be fun. On
1: one CD as well, because we're going to have physical CDs because people still want those.
2: I love physical CDs. I, I mean, do. I'll do a download. I'll listen on Spotify, but I want the disc in the case in my hands.
1: Yeah. Flesh Eaters, we had a hundred and we sold them out we didn't sell any downloads at all. So I, I and we didn't do any CDs for the first album, Love and Murder. But I think we're gonna do. I guess we're gonna put them all on one CD. But maybe we'll do like a record, like you put the CD, you turn it over.
2: Oh, cool! That'd be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then maybe call it something else, or we're just. I don't know if I want to call the whole album Love and Murder because it's already been done. I don't know.
2: Side done. A, love. Side B, murder. There you go.
1: You don't have to put a love song, but there's no love.
2: It's all love <laughs> and all murder at the same time.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Side love and inside murder. That's a good idea. I'm gonna think about that one.
2: And then you also have your own line of hot sauces out there. You make your own, and I haven't tried it yet. But Toxie's Elixir is like my it it's my 100% like profile of the type of hot sauce i buy of the tomatillo like spicy like that's like my favorite and the toxic avengers on the label i'm kind of a terrible person for not having bought one yet because it's it's all my check marks
1: Ah, oh, yeah i'm i'm not a verde sauce fan so i made one that i like cuz most verde sauces are slimy and not spicy And mine is not slimy and it's spicy.
2: I love the verde sauce with a bit of spice to it. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, I mean, it has ghost pepper, serrano and jalapeno peppers,
2: and you have two more that are out right now.
1: Yes, Kiss of Death, which is a uh, Italian based uh, tomato base with uh, jalapeno and habanero, and then another red base tomato base, um, Hell Ride which is more Mexican flavor because it has cilantro and cumin in it.
2: And and I've seen you like talk about it, which I'm excited for. A Kabuki Man inspired.
1: Yes. And the thing is, my Hellride was supposed to be my second sauce, but then it was like years ago, not years ago, but like whatever, four or five years ago, the first talks of um, the Toxic Avenger reboot. And it was supposed to be with the the director one of the directors from sausage party was supposed yeah. to yeah and when that when that was like out in the news i was like "Ooh, i better make a toxi sauce so <laughs> i i actually called lloyd and i was like you know i was thinking about doing a, um, a hot sauce you know named after toxi you know a, a green sauce would you you know is that okay if i do that he's like yeah you know make up you know make the recipe and let me taste it me and michael taste it and i said okay and i was i'm just thinking yeah you know, the movie comes out ka-ching you know, that'd be great for trauma you know and I have you know so i mean and then when i felt heard about it the first time and I was like oh i i better make a a sauce so i started making it and then when it and I think uh, it just it tasted so good as I, I just put green ingredients in it. Everything had to be green. Yeah, uh, it worked out. And um, Lloyd, I guess he was having a I don't know if it was it wasn't a tremendous. I think it was a pre premiere of um, Kansas Bowling, her butcher,
2: the B.C. Butcher.
1: Yeah, it was her and some French film, some French person had a film. And it was at the lucky, lucky 13 bar. And they were having French fries. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to bring the Toxies elixir. and That'd be great on French fries. So I brought the sample bottle to Lloyd, and he loved it. And he goes, um, he goes, I approve it. He goes, you know, he goes, just bring it into the office for, um, for Michael Hurst, because he loves hot sauce. And he loved it. And the only thing Lloyd said goes, can you just put a little less garlic in it? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, okay, Lloyd. I never I kept it the same.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love the artwork too for it, where it's the Toxic Avenger 2 movie poster, except for <laughs> your writing on Toxie's shoulder.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like, Lloyd, who how can I get someone to do the um the yeah? I said, can I use the poster? I could can you get someone at Troma to just kind of put me on there so he goes yeah yeah I just give it to him. I forgot who it was at the time and uh so I gave him a picture of me with my face in the same direction and uh I said and just make just keep that body so I tell everybody that's my body <laughs> purple bikini on I want black boots you know I think she had black boots I said I want a jalapeno gun I don't know <laughs> if I to be t- change it to a jalapeno or not But he did it it looked good and i sent it to my friend um aaron aaron uh, epstein who's uh he he has coney island saucer he was the one who got me into hot sauce and um he has uh he does all my artwork he does my logo well he didn't do my logo a friend of mine joey james hernandez did the logo but he placed it on the stickers but he did um he had to redo the toxi that what he did because it was really messy like on the edges yeah so i think he changed the whole toxi thing and he put all that he did everything like he just took the image of the toxic and he actually positioned his hand under i think i i don't know where he The hand is different yeah he the late toxic. he did a really good job he had to clean it up a lot he was like damn this is taking forever but uh he did all that he did and uh he did my banner. Did you see my um it's like an X stand? Yeah. Yeah, he did that too. Yeah. So.
2: that's so awesome. Yeah,
1: he really did. Lloyd loved what he did too. So yeah, he he does all my labels.
2: Yeah, no, I and I need a I need to get get some because I love hot sauce and toxie and purple pam. So it's a sin that I haven't had any yet. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm gonna make a um Sergeant Kabuki man.
2: And that one sounds pretty good, too, like on wings or something. It's like a garlic, a garlic hot sauce.
1: Well, it's it was I mean, I figure man has to be Asian. Yeah, so my idea was, which I can't tell you my idea. I can't tell you my recipe, but it's very simple. But because of a, a an ingredient, which is a duck sauce, the thing is it's it's um I don't want to just it's expensive if you just buy the the the, the copack and kitchen buys kit um duck sauce. It's very expensive. And to make it is even more expensive. So I did I did the measurements and you know the soy sauce and then I I wanted to put my favorite flavors in it and then they got bitter. And it, it worked the first time. And then the second time I did it I was just, I just, I don't know. I was, I was fucking up the measurements and it was so horrible and bitter and I couldn't even save it. I just had to throw it down the toilet and I just, I gave it a break for a long time. And then, I don't know, I was looking up wok. I wanted to buy a wok and I was looking up recipes and it said, oh, throw some garlic sauce. Now, when I go to um Chinese restaurant, I just love steamed uh broccoli and rice with garlic sauce on the side. And I was like, let me see how to make up garlic sauce. So I looked up garlic sauce and I was like, and I made it. And I'm like, okay, now I can add the other ingredients and I don't need the duck sauce. And I'm going to make it as a garlic sauce. But then I have to, I still have to work on it a little bit because it separates because it's more like a uh, it gets gelled, so you have. Yeah. To, so I'm still working on it, but the flavor is there. So, it's It is a hot sauce, or is it a gravy? I don't really know. It's hot.
2: <laughs> I'm excited hot. either way.
1: <laughs> it tastes good, but what it tastes? I guess it would be. Weird, but it is Asian. It has to be because Kabuki Man is Asian.
2: Yeah. Some like Asian <laughs> wings. <laughs>
1: thing is like, I was worried about the color because originally what I had it with the duck sauce it looked like a baby like baby shit <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a hard sell
1: <laughs> you know, color is a big deal when it comes to sauce you know you don't like you don't want something that looks like shit it's like black beans it's like black beans are great but it looks like a dirty diaper on a burrito you know yeah
0: <laughs> you
1: know? so but the uh Asian sauce is dark so it, it, I think it'll be fine.
2: Awesome. I'm excited to try them. Um, well, I, I think that kind of wraps up our episode here, but where can people follow you on the social medias or buy your hot sauce or listen to your music?
1: Okay, um, well, um, you can, Royal Skulls is my music, is my band. So you look up Royal Skulls, you'll find that. Um, PurplePamHotSauce.com. And um on Instagram is Purple Pam. Facebook is Purple Pam. But my personal page is Pam Purple, but that's personal. But you can find me Purple Pam on Facebook as well. Um, I don't do TikTok. I couldn't figure it out. I, mean, <laughs> I
2: have one. I watch dog videos. <laughs> I don't know how to use it. I
1: couldn't it. figure out how to get other people like to find like to like i'm like i was like you know i get i did it twice and i don't know but if you look (laughs) up purple pam you'll find me awesome boss.com that's my store
2: awesome and everyone out there you can find me on instagram and twitter at lego larry you can find the show on twitter at talking trauma and as always stay traumatized